You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson because democracy doesn't just happen. And welcome back to 101.9 High FM. And this is another episode of Interrogation FM where we're going through party manifestos, uh, challenging, challenging the thoughts, challenging the promises and just putting candidates on on their spot to try and understand what they what they are putting through, and we we've been chatting to a a number of candidates from from the bigger parties, and they all promise fan, fantastic service delivery issues, and they address certain other issues and national issues and so on. But what about independent candidates, and uh, what better opportunity to actually understand what the what if independent candidate faces the challenges that they do and the advantages that, that they have then to talk directly to an independent candidate and in this case we're chatting to Justin Kruger good afternoon Justin welcome to interrogation fm hi rob thank you good to have you on on the air and tell us a bit more about what uh, CMOS is and more importantly what your role as an independent is in in the in the whole structure. How does that all work? Okay, so CMOSA stands for the Civic Movement of South Africa. Like I said to Howard the other day, let's start with the first word being civic. Um, a lot of people don't know what it means, but uh, anything that you do that's civic based is out of your goodwill, um, generally for the betterment of your community. That would be a civic. Um, so CMOSA is the Civic Movement of South Africa. And we're a movement based on people doing civic duties and just focused on civic responsibility. Myself, where you are in, so I've been with the organization um, since 2019. And we were tired of coming with our hands, uh, you know, on our knees and are going to government and saying, you know, please, can you do this? You know, please, can you do that? And it's a reality. It will always need to be done. But one of our founders was very clever. And he decided, no, let's register with the IEC. Let us have rights to stand in parliament or in um, local government. And uh, we have a registration with the IEC. And that's what allows me and allows Simosa to, to run for elections. As a civil activist myself, I think that resonates incredibly well with me. You know, it's, it's always based on a reputation and past performance when it comes to an individual Whereas political parties is based on promises and hopes and, and so on. And we've seen too many of those, um, definitely not, not delivered. There's been far too many, far too many promises and not enough, uh, actual miracles, should I say. And we definitely do need miracles. But where did you come from? Should I say? Because that is important in a, in a, uh, civil candidate. Where, what is your background and how did you uh, approach your community and how did you make your mark and therefore want to run as, as a, what is essentially a political position and might make you step out of the civil side? Where did that, that approach come from? So I feel, and maybe it's, it's true. I feel everybody's got a good heart. Um, Rob, you know, I, I don't think there's a single person, whether in prison or walking on the streets or even in government, that at the core doesn't have a good heart. People just, you know, do they act on it and how far do they go with it? Um, so me personally, I'm more of a, a chesed type fella where I'd rather just volunteer my actions and instead of just my pocket. 
So for me, at the age of 19, um, I was involved in the last uh, reservist training that took place in 2008. And I thought, well, crime was a big problem. It's always a big problem. It was a particularly bad problem at the time. Um, so I thought, well, let me join the cops. And um, that was my first step into the civil sphere. Because as a reservist, as many people know, is we don't get paid anything and you really put your life on the line. So I joined in 2008 with Sandringham Police and uh, I'm still an active reservist to this day. So that's going on about 13 years now. And so that's where it started. And I've been doing that over a decade. And then I thought, well, then it was uh, Simosa doing the good work that they do. And you can check out our website. I don't know if you have just to see the kind of work that we have done. But given the fact that I've been in the community for so long, I'm not necessarily very well known. Um, but I have been here. I've been born here. I've been bred here. I've worked here. No cliche, but I've kind of put my life on the line here uh, with the cops. We've had some hectic stuff that's happened over the years. So that would be just a, I don't know if that answers the question, but briefly my entrance into civil, civil service and uh, specifically within our area. Yeah, I think it definitely does. And if you look at other other candidates from from the big parties, they genuinely have political amb- ambitions, and it always starts off being. Uh, I'm speaking from experience here as as well. It always starts off as you're a civil activist. You you want to get things done. You feel that you need the backing of of a larger organisation to carry forward the the hopes and dreams that that you have and to address the local problems. And then you get into that uh, whole political space, and it's it's not what it seems. It's not what it seems. Something goes wrong. You have a change of mindset. You see what's going on inside a political party and you see you're exposed to the behind the scenes problems and internal politics. And you certainly find out in, in a short time that this uh, political parties are, are, are struck with um, internal strife, which really is counter, counterproductive to what you want to achieve. As, as an independent or as a civil activist. So, you, and I've seen it too many times as well where, uh, ward councillors or, uh, other councillors or candidates in, in municipalities just give up. They give up and they just try and further their political careers by climbing through, through, through the ranks. So as an, as an independent, the problems that, that you face by not having the backup of, of a big party, might also interfere in your success rate within a party. You do also suffer from, from that. Does, does the organization CMOSA backing you, uh, offer any sort of mentorship, support and anything else? Should things go wrong in council, which they inevitably will? Good question, Rob. And, um, what I would say to you is, you know, you, it's nice to have a big brand and a big party behind you. Um, it just makes everything easier from, marketing from finance and everything like that. But as you say, once you're in, you've got all of this red tape, this strife, this bickering, and uh, ultimately the person ends up looking like a liar and not completing their duties. Um, and it might not even be their fault. Most of us, our organization is based on four people, um, an ex-DA counselor, an ex-ANC ward counselor, sorry, and then we have a very clever gentleman that worked with the SABC. Uh, for many years, and uh, they're a little bit of old ducks. They're on the, the old latter stage of their life, 
Um, so they have been giving me a hell of a lot of mentorship, you know, what went wrong uh, pre-94, what went right, and then after 94, the successes and failures. So I've had a lot of guidance from them. But the beautiful part about it is that they've kind of let me just steer this. And uh, so when it comes to, you know, anything that I want to do or, and I'll get to the what I want to do. It's not actually about what I want to do. Um, but there's none of this, you know, you know, you can't say that because you're going to do, you know, you're going to offend that person or you can't do this because no, you know, Cape Town aren't happy with that type of MO. There's none of that. So which, we don't have which, any of that. No. Which definitely, definitely does help, especially at, at a, at a local level. And uh-huh. you mentioned, you mentioned that, um, CMOSA has actually registered with the IAC as a, as a political party. And that, that definitely does provide some, um, definite advantages, especially when it comes to policy formation and how you can influence that policy and address it. I'm not sure if they've registered at a, at a national level. Have, have they registered at, at a national level? Yeah, fantastic. No, so, so then ultimately they could run in a national election as well and then have a representative or a candidate in, in parliament who could bring across policy changes, which would affect local councillors for the better as well, which is quite encouraging. But perhaps let's go into what your your promises are. I've been grilling candidates uh, over the over the past couple of weeks about their manifesto promises. Yet you don't you don't essentially have a manifesto as such. It's more of the issues that you are identifying. What are those issues and what are the solutions? So thank you for using the word manifesto. I was praying that that would come up. If I actually had to say what our manifesto is, basically an open manifesto. We want to hear what people have to say, uh, Rob. Um, I know with your dear SA, uh, the work that you do, you're basically saying to the public, um, you know, what, you know, the laws that before laws get passed, they go through the public. So there's a lot of public input in, I think, what DASA do. So now we want to do the exact same thing. And therefore, you have to have an open manifesto. You have to. And how can I say this? Um, I think I'm a little bit tired. I must be honest. This campaign I've been running all alone. Um, I've had a few good people that have helped out. I'm just quite tired. I mean, I've been making posters all morning. So I don't know if I did actually answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. that, that just shows you the hard work that an independent has to do. It's all of mm. promoting mm. that you don't, don't have that backup. But then it also reveals that your determination behind trying to get something done. Yeah, mm. it, it takes a special kind of person to, to get up, to do the posters, to address the issues and to do it all by mm. yourself. So, mm. so well, well, well done for that. But, what what we should do is, is what the question was is to what are the issues that you've identified and and working on that on that open manifesto and listening to people and listening to their problems and also listening to their solutions, um, we've identified uh, probably six things that are the the top six on my list. And the first one, I, I don't know if you would like me to list them, but I can. Um, is that the first one is that people were saying that you know all right I drop vote for. Joe Soap, and he comes in, and I can never get through to him, or he's always too busy to help me, or he's just inundated with work, things like that. So we, we heard that problem, and our solution to that problem was to basically say, look, let's meet at Jabula Center or at uh, Linksfield Bowling Club once a month. Whoever's interested can come and partake, can come and have a vote on decision-making, on decision-making within the area. 
So to curb the communication, we want to meet once a month. The second problem that we have is, you know, is it the right, who's, is the ward councillor the right guy for the job? So some guys are engineers, some guys are accountants, some guys have just been a good, loyal, political person. Um, and then they say, well, well, now you're around. Okay, so you've been a reservist. Okay, great. You're not troponier. You can, you well, you can well spoken in Zulu. Uh, are you the right guy for the job? So I say to them, no, I'm not the right guy for the job necessarily. But I believe that if there's a problem in the area, there is a right guy for that job. There is a right brain for that job. So I have to, in order for me to be the right guy, I have to work with my community because there's going to be more clever, excuse me, there are going to be more brighter minds on a specific problem or topic that can assist me. So that was curving that, oh, you know, are you the right guy? Another one was a big, big problem. And what a lot of people didn't see was that we've got a large domestic, um, domestic worker community within our community. They vote in our ward. They subcon- they're a big part of the constituency within our ward. And, you know, what about their problems? And one of the biggest problems that we found is that these people, uh, these elder, a lot of them are elderly, they're looking after their children's children. And they're struggling to do it. And they can't afford school fees and they can't afford, uh, you know, certain bases. But now we as Samosa with our legal, the legal minds that have been helping us have said, well, we've got a very beautiful constitution in South Africa. And there's a thing called a foster grant that an elderly person can get if she's looking after someone's child. Now, most people never even heard of it. We are advertising it to say, well, it does exist, Gogo. And we will help you. And so anybody can go and get it, but we have the know-how and we can pass that on to them and how to get it and how to get a grant. So those are little points, but they are very big points to start with. And I pray there's more, Rob. The more the merrier. And from, from what I'm picking up, it's very community focused, which is exactly what it should be in, in a mm. municipal election. And especially when you go down to ward level and mm. I, I, I take it that you, are servicing your ward, your area, you live in the area, you're are exposed to the issues, the good points, the bad points, and, and, and everything else. And like you say, uh, I really like the, the idea of uh, contracting local people who are adequate and, and professional and capable, and also uh, local businesses. That's, that's a great, it's a great way to solve problems to get local businesses involved. But it's all great and it's all well having having the ideas and such. But in if you had to win your your award, you'd be faced with council meetings and, and so on, where decisions are made on, on, on the collective. What kind of influence would you as an independent have in in that situation? You're sitting in a in a council meeting where they're deciding where this budget should be spent in in, in this area and you wanted to go into an area that you've clearly identified needs it, how would you approach that as an individual to influence that that decision? So as an independent or as a little party, we are like Switzerland. We sit in a very neutral territory, and your council is made up of the big boys, your DA, your ANC, and your EFF, DA don't like this one and ANC don't like that one and he won't help you. He won't help this councillor because he's uh, freedom front. You get a lot of this bickering and 
um, almost like a, it's like a soccer match, like a Man United supporter doesn't want to help the Liverpool supporter. With us, because we're so small, we get to the core of what is my power as a ward councillor? What is my mandate? All right, let's cut the BS and all of that political, you know, whatever. And so, which is a big thing, because that's in my, in discussing with um, the ex-councillors within our organisation, it's a huge problem. A DA councillor, for example, could look very, very bad if he's in a, in a, in a municipality that's run by uh, XYZ, because they don't like each other, or they don't want to help each other, it's the opposition. So me, I can work at the core of what I can do, at the core mandate and legislature surrounding award councillors' powers. So I get away from all the bickering. Um, it's one ward out of 135 in Johannesburg. It's very, very small. Is it going to affect change as in Joburg as a whole? Well, if you were to ask the Freedom Front that question, they would say yes. Mm-hmm. And why they would say yes is because when Mandy Wiener interviewed them, the Freedom Front had one seat, one little seat, okay? They swung Cape Town to the DA, that one seat swung Cape Town for the DA, which is a big thing for a little guy to have that kind of sway and that power. Another thing that they had done with their one seat, they had assisted with rates and taxes for the elderly. They were part of the committee and the idea was was supported. So you still got a say. The individual still has a say, no matter how small he is. And maybe if that individual is somewhat charismatic and got half a brain on him, he could get something really good passed. So there is still a chance. Absolutely. You see. And, and it, again, it boils down to what, what we said in the beginning there. It's all about reputation. And mm. the reputation of the individual is based on the performance of, of the ward and the well-being of the ward that, that you represent. So yes, it definitely does start at, at the ward level and then that reputation will, will build, build up even, even greater. We're going to take a, a quick break. Um, but please, listeners, stay, stay with us because we'll be putting Justin on the spot and, and getting him to, uh, convince us to vote for him at, at a, at a local level. We'll join you right after the break. You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson because democracy doesn't just happen. And welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I'm Rob Hutchinson and this is another episode of Interrogation FM, which is a short little mini-series that we're doing uh, during the Dear Parliament show. We're interrogating uh, different party members, different ward councillors from the from the big parties, small parties, and today we're chatting with Justin Kruger. He's an independent candidate backed by CMOSA, Civil Movement of South Africa. Justin, welcome back. And what what else could you could you tell us? What what are the biggest problems that you that you face as as a as a independent candidate? And the reason I ask problems is because not many people like to talk about the problems that they do face, but everyone does. So let's, let's get them out in the open. If, if you're brave enough. I don't have a lot of money behind me. Okay. <laughs> I've got, uh, I don't have a lot of money, so I can't go as aggressively with my marketing as I'd like to. That being said, I haven't even put up one street pole ad yet, but they're being made as we speak. So marketing is quite a challenge. You know, you also second guess yourself a lot. I second guess myself every day. 
you know, saying, what am I doing here? Am I wasting my savings? Is this, uh, you know, am I going to make a difference? Will the community work with me? Because it's very easy. A lot of people will complain and they'll try and vote for someone to fix it. But, you know, will they actually get involved? And my whole MO is saying, listen, guys, please work with me here. I'm purely, I'm a figurehead. And that's what a ward councillor is. He's a figurehead and he does the best that he can. But I'm saying, I need you guys. I need you guys to work with me. And I'm not at that junction yet where I'm going to have, I can't say I'm going to have that problem. But I'm just going to put it out there. Guys, please, you know, this is your area. You live here too. You want to see things done. You believe things could be solved a certain way. Talk to me. If it makes sense and it makes sense to the community, let's go with it. So I would say those are the only two problems, uh, really. Other than that, it's very exciting, very unique, and it's taking my civil duty to another level. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, well, well done on that front. And those, those are minor problems in, in, in my opinion. So, does that answer it? Yes, definitely does. Well done. Now, you know, a lot of talk is, is around accountability. And, you know, when it comes to service delivery, that's. I can't uh, hear you. See how? Are you there? Yeah. So a lot of the problems exist around accountability. And especially with the, the, the bigger parties and service delivery, we've seen, uh, the buck stops with, with the ward councillor. And if there's complaints about water shortages or broken pipes or, um, anything that's going wrong in the ward, the ward councillor is, is held, held accountable. Now, if the, in a bigger party, if the ward councillor doesn't, doesn't perform, the bigger party is obviously meant to help hold the, the ward councillor to, to account and mm. either discipline them or, or get, get rid of them at, as mm. such. But mm. how, how does that, that approach, where does accountability lie with, with an independent candidate such as yourself? So what people need to know and whether you vote for me or not, if 25% of the registered voters or the voters that participated, if 25% put together a petition saying they want Joe Soap out, he can be removed. And that's done at an IEC level. So that's the first thing. You can be removed um, from an IEC level. Um, so And it's only 25%, which isn't a lot. So there would be some accountability that, hey, you want to try this Justin fella out? Okay, cool. But he's not what he says he is. So how do we get rid of this, this guy? And you get rid of him by getting 25% of the registered voters, come together, make a petition, take it to the IEC and ask for the ward councillor to be removed. And then the IEC would be forced to host a by-election whenever they can. So that's that's the accountability there. Brilliant. You can be fired. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. That's good, good to know. Tonight. So when, when, when you are voted in, don't note I said when, then. Thank you. <laughs> I always got to think God positive. bless you. From I, I love Vaughn. I love <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. So when you are voted in, your, your voters or supporters should actually know that you can you can be removed. It's not just you vote there and you disappear, which which we've seen in, in a lot of other wards as well, especially yeah. with, with other big parties. We're gonna take a another quick break and then when we come back, Justin, you've got three minutes. Three minutes to convince me and the listeners to to vote for you. We'll be right okay. back after the break. 
you are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson because democracy doesn't just happen. And welcome back to 101.9 High FM. Um, I'm Rob Hutchinson and today is another episode of Interrogation FM, which is part of our usual Dear Parliament weekly show. And today we're chatting or interrogating Justin Kruger who's an independent candidate backed by CMOS, the Civil Movement of South Africa. Justin, as I said before the break, and if listeners who, who missed that, they can catch up with the podcast on, on our interview. As I said, you have three minutes to uh, convince me and the listeners in your ward to vote for you. Go. Okay. So I'm not going to beat around the bush. Ward 72 has been run by the DA. For numerous years, and I want to point out that the success, and I'll say success, of those ward councillors was based on their individual ability. It had very little to do with them, have with their party and their party back. They were phenomenal individuals, Stephen Kruger, Lionel Greenberg. They were fantastic individuals, and they did the best that they can. And overall, it was a good job, in my opinion. So kudos to them. So what I'm saying to everybody right now is that. Pick a strong individual. Pick someone that's of a new mind, who's adapted well to the new circumstances. I, Justin Kruger, have worked in the police for over 12 years. I'm familiar with bureaucratic red tape. I'm familiar that there's a majority that rule here, and we need to work well with our majority. Nyakuruma Sezulu, Bafetu Izinkosikasi, Makosi, Masizama, Ukutile Kucha. Let's try something new, guys. I'm putting my feelers out there. I want the 19-year-old, the 18-year-old, the 21-year-old who's got a good idea, who thinks that they could solve the problems in our community. Give those ideas, guys. They're welcome. Let everybody put their fingers into their ward, okay? They want to put their pockets into their ward, they're welcome to. But let's run our ward well. And the way we run it well is we cut all the BS, all the political shenanigans. Let us run it how we would run Hatsola, how we would run Cap, how we run the Hevra Kedisha. These are all community civic movements like my movement, okay? And they work. They work very, very well. They are world class and they are an example to the country and the world around them. So I'm working on a formula of success and I'm the strong candidate to get it done. And I don't need more than two minutes. Thank you. <laughs> a man of efficiency. That's a good sign to start off with. <laughs> Brilliant. He, he doesn't, he doesn't use all the time, but the time that he uses is effective. So I'm pretty, pretty much almost convinced there. I'm not going to say whether I am or not. They'll be revealing too much, but yeah, well, well done, Justin. And it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. And it's been a, a very different sort of insight into what politics is and what it possibly could be as well, especially from an individual and civil society uh, perspective, which is really... Rob, really if I may, sorry to interrupt yes. you, I just want to let people know that the ward councillor is not um, he is not responsible for every mistake and he's not responsible for every solution that happens mm -hmm. in the community. He, It's always up to council. It's always okay. up to council. He's a figurehead. But if he's strong enough 
and he's got good ideas with him and he's got some community support, he can do well. Him alone cannot do, do much, to tell you the truth. Absolutely. You I can think ask, that's a you very can, good point. That yeah. is a very, very, very good point. It is, it is about teamwork. It is about working together and working together with uh, other councillors, other wards, and mostly with support from, from the community. And isn't that what civil society and civil activism is all about at the end of the day anyway? It's about understanding, working together and coming up with solutions instead of just, just complaining. Justin, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting to you and best of luck. Best of luck, and I hope you do well, and I, I have a feeling that, that you will do incredibly well. And Thank we'll you. chat to you, uh, let's say, let's chat you in late November and get your views on how things have gone and and see how we can go from there. Bless you. Thank you very much, and God bless uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, Ward 72, and all our High FM listeners. Lovely. Thank you, thank you, Justin, and thank you, dear listener, for staying tuned in. And if you remember, if you missed this, if you missed the show and would like to catch up with it or any of the any of the previous shows, be sure to check out the podcasts which are available on our website at www.highfm.com. And that brings us to the end of of today's show. And what a show it was. It really, it really was. And I really thoroughly enjoyed that. And next week we'll continue with, um, another episode of Interrogation FM and we'll see who we can get on. Maybe it's a big hit. Maybe it's a big player, a big hitter or another lesser, lesser known, uh, individual with huge, huge potential. But in the meantime, remember to stay democratically engaged, active and responsible and participate in whatever you can in the government decision-making processes at national, provincial, and local level. And thank you for listening. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Cheerio.